0: Against all oddities, a podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. I'm middle brother, Chris. I'm youngest brother, Tim. Hi, I'm Nate. And together, we talk about werewolves, ghosts, yeah. astral yeah. projection, immortality, aliens, logs, ESP, the I've devil, been... witchcraft, the and occult, the stargates, and sometimes calling. We have over four seasons <laughs> of weird stuff with new episodes monthly. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned, there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! get my soda <laughs> ready good stuff kind of i don't know
1: the diet coke
0: no it's actually dream world by coca-cola
1: what the hell is that
0: <laughs> it's a new limited edition thing that came out like they just had that starlight one yeah and now this one's the new one and this one tastes kind of like i want to say cherry bubble gum okay doesn't it, taste i don't like the, at least in like um starlight you drank it and it was kind of like light coke taste with like this mm-hmm. cotton candy aftertaste okay and this one is just pure cherry like cherry kind of flavored or grape kind of flavored whatever and then afterwards like the aftertaste is like bubble gum
1: interesting it's really weird so it's very different from a just a cherry coke
0: yeah it does not t- have any taste of coke to to me weird yeah
1: so, okay <laughs> They're just right, doing Coca-Cola. these limited time things. I don't know. Yeah,
0: interesting. Uh, you get yourself some more coffee.
1: No, I'm just drinking water now. Got water. my water. Water in my in my <laughs> pot. My pottle bottle. What did we call
0: it? <laughs> Your water pottle.
1: My water pottle.
0: <laughs> Everybody, that that means um, she's got a water bottle with podcast stickers all over it. That's, That's why it's right. called a water bottle. <laughs> Feel free to you know, you can you can take that. You can use that. That's fine. I don't mind, but just say where you got it. Don't just say yeah. I made this up. No, you didn't. You got it no. from me. I got
1: credit. <laughs> got to credit that shit.
0: to the Rewatch Recap. I'm your host, Dustin. How are you doing? And here with me is Kay from Fuck My Work Life. How's it going on this episode, Kay?
1: Hi. This episode, I am doing well.
0: About the <laughs> same as the, you were doing the previous episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> the joke is, everybody, in case you haven't figured it out, is that we record some episodes back-to-back, so... <laughs> Episode seven was just before this. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there you go. I just, I just broke that fourth wall. Oh, well.
1: That's, that's Uh, pod magic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Peek behind that curtain Mm
1: -hmm. or that
0: sound of a curtain. I don't know. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And anyway, so we're back with another deep episode. Actually, I was rewatching this. I'm like, wow, most of these episodes were deep. Like I didn't realize how like serious they were, even though they were easy, but they were easy to watch. Yeah. They didn't feel like, they didn't feel too after school special-like, even though they could have had some of the same themes, you know?
1: Yeah, because I think they just, they write them so well, and I think so true to life. Like, we'll get into later things that go on, like, in the hospital, and it's, you know, I feel like the after school specials, everything is so dramatic and stuff. And here, like, people are having real, actual emotions and how they would react and Real life in these situations, which I think makes it so easily digestible, even with these heavy topics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially this episode. So yeah, we're on episode eight of my so-called life and it's called Strangers in the House. Go now. Go. (laughs) So yeah, we start this episode at the Chase's Print Shop. Graham is busy bringing copies to Patty, who is on the phone with a client. She can't remember the color of something. And Graham jumps in and says, Saffron. And she hangs up with the client amazed. She wants to know how you remembered Saffron. And he says, because you were eating rice. (laughs) And it's the weirdest little side conversation. I love their little side conversations. Mm -hmm. But it just, it goes nowhere else than that. And it, but it definitely makes them feel more real. You know, at the same time, like there's an inside joke there somehow. Anyway, so Graham is nervous about meeting with Michael Rosenfeld, a potential big client for them. After she's helped him find the estimates for the job, they get a phone call. Patty answers and looks up shocked at Graham. And this starts this like these kind of like suspicious plucky music starts, you know, I don't know how to explain it. But it's, it cuts over to the high school, and Angela is seemingly taking a test when an office assistant brings a note to Miss Lerner. She reads it and goes right over to Sharon. Angela is watching all of this concerned. Sharon gets up and goes out into the hall. Angela leans forward and sees that she's meeting up with Graham in the hall. And she just kind of goes, what? Like really quietly to herself. And Miss Lerner instantly goes, shh, no talking. Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell like where would your hearing come from she barely said what to herself
1: right
0: it's amazing Angela decides to get up and go out into the hall when Miss Lerner tries to stop her and she's like that's my father (laughs) I don't think she cares she gets out into the hall as Graham is finishing his talk with Sharon he sees Angela and walks over whispering to her that Sharon's dad had a heart attack Angel looks over at Sharon and sees how distraught she is, and she's kind of mesmerized by it. Graham tells her to go straight to Sharon's after school and help her mom out. She even remembers that they kept the spare key under the planter. Now we all know, watch out, Sharon's house. Yeah, we're all um, coming
1: for you.
0: <laughs> throwing parties there. Graham tells Sharon he's going to take her to the hospital, and he takes her. And later at Sharon's, Angel looks in at Sharon's room. That's still very pink and very little girly with twin beds and whatnot. Patty walks up telling her that, you know, I just did their dishes. I'm going to go grab some of Camille's things that, you know, she might need because she'll probably be staying off the hospital. And that's such a nice friend thing to do. You know, like you saw that they had some dishes that just didn't get done because they ran out of the house to, you know, stuff like that. Just like little things that help that make, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody was thinking about me. Yeah. Small, small things. That's how you show your friends you love them, guys. Small right. things. Often, if you, can. if you can. If you can. Anyway, Angela enters Sharon's room and her voiceover takes over. She says, When I was little, I practically lived at Sharon's house, and Sharon's room was like our world. She goes to open Sharon's music box and instantly flashes back to when she and Sharon were tweens. Sharon is recovering from getting her tonsils out. She has a bowl full of ice cream in front of her, which is not good for your tonsils, by the way. That dairy get in your throat when it's trying to heal. Not good. Not good. Don't do it, kids. Kids, don't do it. Uncle <laughs> must, D don't,
1: says, "Don't do it."
0: <laughs> don't do it. Anyway, young Sharon, played by Summer Park, tells young Angela, this time played by Sarah Martinik, not Kaylee Cuoco. Though they do look a lot alike here. They really do. Um she, but you know what? She also looks like Mercedes McNabb. Do you know Miss Mercedes McNabb is? I don't know Some who in the that Adams is. Family movie. She was the little the Girl Scout girl, and then she was also in the summer camp. Yes. Yes. The next year. Wait.
1: Was she the one that also ended up in Buffy or no?
0: Yeah, she was also in Buffy.
1: Okay. Yep. No yeah. exactly who uh, you're talking she about.
0: She was um damn it, I just forgot her name. Um, Cordelia and Ah! I know. <laughs> like, I could see her face and everything. Uh-huh. And she dates Spike. and
1: Yeah. Turns into a vampire. Spoiler alert. Uh, what oh, was her my name?
0: God. That's going to bother me so much. It'll come to you. It'll come to me. And i will probably come to me, like, right now because I'm going to look this shit up on IMDb. It's bothering me that much. I- I've got to find it. There's no excuse. There's no excuse I need to know.
1: It wasn't it Chloe. Is harmony. Harmony, that's right. Harmony
0: Kindle. God, why can't I remember that name? Ugh. I bet you the people are listening to this who love Buffy like, it's Harmony! Just yelling yeah, right, at me. Idiot. Harmony! What's wrong with you? It popped out of my brain. I'm a good Buffy fan. I know a lot, okay? <laughs> Don't challenge me on it or anything. I'm not going to say I know everything, but I know a lot. I love anyway, Buffy. back to my so-called life. Because <laughs> 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 we're not far into this episode and, you know, so yeah, so she's has her tonsils out and she says, you know, you don't want your tonsils out because it hurts too much. So Angela challenges her. She puts her hand out and tells Sharon, you know, squeeze my hand as hard as it hurts. So Sharon asks why and Angela says so I know how much it hurts. So
1: mm-hmm. Sharon squeezes
0: Angela's hand. Angela goes, "Ow." And <laughs> they both start giggling and it's a sweet little moment. It pops back to present day and Patty tells Angela that she's going to the hospital and Angela needs to stay home with Danielle. Angela asks if Graham is at the hospital with Sharon and Patty reads her like a book. She tells Angela that she'll send Sharon her love. At the hospital, Camille can't find out any updates on her husband. Sharon walks off to call Kyle and Graham just wants to know how he can help. Camille just wants to talk it out, but Graham just drifts off. His eyes wander over to the wall of screens showing all these patients in the ICU. He focuses on Sharon's dad, Andy, and blocks Camille out. Do you know that feeling, Kay? Like when somebody's in the hospital and you're just like, you can't really you focus, but you can't really hear anything anybody's saying. You know, it's really weird. You're in and out of it. It's really strange.
1: Yeah, I know the feeling. I've I've never been in that situation in a hospital, but I know I know that feeling to just be completely preoccupied with some something else. Uh, well, someone's trying to talk to you, and
0: you know and be all serious, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, I should be listening to this, get back yeah. in this you know, it's hard. it sucks too. and you had to like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear a damn thing you just said. I'm so sorry,
1: right. do they actually do that with like the TV monitors in the waiting room though? I and, thought that was said, weird
0: it was, but it's not really that's the i c u waiting area. It's a different place, okay. you know, but they shouldn't have a view for anybody to see, right. That was a little weird, yeah. You know, but that might have been a thing at a certain hospital at some point, you know. Yeah. But it is very strange. Anyway, so yeah, Graham comes back when Camille says, it just hasn't hit me yet. He apologizes and asks if heart disease runs in Andy's family. She says it doesn't. After noting how weird it is to see him up on the wall of monitors, she notices Graham's hands are shaking. And Camille hates that she feels so normal and repeats, it just hasn't hit me yet. Mm-hmm so graham gets up suddenly and makes a phone call just as patty shows up full of tears she hugs her bestie and asks for updates but there isn't any still so patty cries more on camille's shoulder and she says oh honey it's okay they gave him some xanax and that's what camille says to patty and then she looks over and she says now we just got to get you some yeah <laughs> And I don't know, like, I I found this really funny this time around, probably because I know the awesome effects Xanax can be when it's used in the correct situation. It's (laughs) like, oh, my God, relief. Thank God. But it's so funny. Like, you know, yeah, definitely get Patty some Xanax. She probably needs a regular prescription. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Patty gives Camille a bag full of her stuff. And as Camille goes to put them away, Graham shows back up and explains how he was calling Allegheny Systems to reschedule their pitch appointment. She grabs Graham and hugs him hard. He's stuck on the fact that he and Andy are the same age and they, and Andy had a heart attack. She instantly starts asking if he called Rosenfeld for another appointment in the middle of all of this. Like she's not like, think about what situation you're in right now. He's talking about, he's amazed that his friend almost died and you're like, did you call Rosenfeld?
1: Yeah. Shut up about work, Patty.
0: I know he's done, you know, finally when he's done talking about it, um, He's like, yes, I called Roosevelt. So Sharon and Camille come back to the waiting area. And Sharon complains that she can't see Kyle. She can't get him on the phone. She can't get Kyle on the phone. Patty tells her that her dad's going to be fine. And Angela sends her love. Then she asks Camille, you know, what else can we do for you? But Camille can't think of anything. And that's when Patty comes up with the greatest idea ever. She insists that they take Sharon home with them so that she's not alone at Camille's while Camille's at the hospital. Sharon pleads with her mom to not go to the chases. She doesn't want to go, but Camille insists she goes. She's am like, you're not very quiet about this either. It's pretty loud. Like, I don't want to go. Please don't make me go. Like, they kind of, damn, chill out. So Graham takes Sharon home while Patty hangs back with Camille. All right. So now they're at the house. And there's this conversation that happens between Angela and Danielle. Danielle wonders if Sharon's dad's going to die and how old he is. And if their dad dies and Angela's like, I got to st- be there. Stop, stop. You know, I'm like, agree. take a breath, take a breath, kid. Danielle says when she asked Patty, you know, she said nothing and adds that mom always talks to me like I'm five. And then Angela points out, mom talks to everybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just you. So I don't feel like, you know, Danielle asks if their dad did die, who would give her away at her wedding? That's kind of sad. Angela's like, you're weird. (laughs) And Danielle's like, what? Why? And Angela says, because who's going to marry you? (laughs) And it's a playful big sister moment, you know, whatever. Danielle tries to tackle her as, you know, Graham and Sharon walk in. Danielle runs over to Graham who has his hands full of groceries and she's like, daddy, you're home. She's in this huge hug. And I'm like, I get why she's doing it. Cause of the whole moment, you know, but, but it's, it's gotta hurt Sharon so much to see that on display in front of her. Yeah. And Danielle doesn't have this like awareness to know that this could like plunge a knife into Sharon's heart basically. Right? You know? Yeah. It's Danielle's
1: sad. got some, some insight, but not in this situation. <laughs>
0: No, she's very focused on herself. There's an awkward exchange of highs between Angela and Sharon. And Graham asks if anyone has eaten. Sharon says she's not hungry. And then Graham says he he's not either. And then so does Danielle. Who's going through all the groceries at this point, by the way. She was, I'm not hungry either. And she's going through all the grocery bags. Angela narrates that she felt really shallow because she was hungry. (laughs) Like that's not shallow. That's. Biology. Yeah. Graham goes to put away the groceries. Sharon says she's going to bed because she feels tired. As Angela brings in a sleeping bag to her room, her voiceover says, I wanted to hug Sharon and tell her that things like how awful I felt, but it was like I didn't have the right because we weren't friends anymore. She tells Sharon she can have the bed and she'll use the sleeping bag. She insists, actually, that Sharon uses the bed because she's the guest. Meanwhile, Graham looks into the mirror as the face of his mortality stares back at him. Like, one thing I want to know is why is he in the dark in the bathroom? Like yeah. he, it looks like he was brushing his teeth, too. Like, and he's, like, leaning forward. He's in the complete, like, there's light coming in from the window and that's it. It's yeah. I never understood that.
1: I think he's just going through some things right now, you know? I
0: don't need light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might I die tomorrow, and I'm worried about turning on a light.
1: Maybe he you didn't know. want to see his face in the mirror fully because I'm talking to the man <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> in the, to the gram in the mirror. That's even better. <laughs> Angela comes back into the room with a new pillow, not the one that her baby cousin once peed on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she said that, but I'm like, guys, if it's just a pillow that they peed on, just throw it out. Just throw it out. And get a new pillow. Get don't a new it. pillow. Gross. I'm not going to let you use the one that my cousin once you, once peed on. No, no, no. No one should be using that pillow. Maybe why? a pet if they care that much, you know. Yeah.
1: The cat that doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the the ghost cat that you still feed. She finds Sharon still fully dressed, balled up in the fetal position, and asleep on her bed. After the commercial break, it's the next morning. Patty and Graham are looking in on Sharon sleeping in Angela's bed. Patty says that there's not much to update on Andy. He he still has extra heartbeats, and they don't know why. There's talk of angioplasty, and they don't know if he's going to pull through. She then turns the conversation to why Graham bought weird cereal and a lot of buttermilk, which he doesn't remember doing. I'm like, you're losing it, Graham. You're losing it. She reminds him that the estimates are downstairs for his meeting with Rosenfeld. Shut up about fucking Rosenfeld. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He'll understand, right? Push the yeah. meeting off. There's shit going on.
0: Sorry. We have a fan of the family. Come on now. So Danielle's upstairs downstairs and she's like, Help! That's buttermilk stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh danielle (laughs) graham goes to tend to his youngest as angela walks up with a big brand muffin patty tells her to be nice to sharon even though they haven't been the best of friends lately angela gets it just then sharon wakes up and patty grabs the muffin from angela and says they brought it for her i'm like stop taking away angela's food
1: (laughs) also like angela was like making this like Gesture that she feels comfortable doing towards Sharon and Patty is just like, no, I did this. Fuck off, Patty.
0: <laughs> Fuck off, Patty. Patty whack. Get it? She, she whack. Anyway. Patty,
1: Patty whack.
0: At school, Brian is putting his sex away in the band room as Kyle follows Sharon into the room saying, look, I said I was sorry. She's crying because she left five messages for him because her father's in the hospital and she needed him. He says, Right, but I gotta go create a circuit for shop, but I'll call you later.
1: He's such a He like ass. backs
0: away. He doesn't even give her a hug or anything. She's just there like She just like left there going,
1: Kyle. I know. <laughs> like the the dudes in this show are just pieces of shit, you
0: know? Except Ricky.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And the 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 boyfriend dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, <why? laughs> you do that so well
0: <laughs> why are you
1: doing
0: <sighs> <sighs> so brian's like oh crap so he's trying to sneak out like but then he knocks over some music stands she whips around he's like i wasn't listening to your conversation or anything i mean i heard you but i wasn't like and you know we all how could you not listen to that conversation she just grabs him and latches on and just starts crying hard into his shoulder
1: Mm-hmm. And of
0: course, in perfect timing, Rayanne and Ricky walk by outside the room in the hall, and she stops and goes, Ooh, comparing <laughs> instruments. <laughs> she's such a dick. <laughs> she is. Stop I love Rayanne. She's just like, she's so inappropriate most of the time. <laughs> Sharon pulls back, and Brian calls Rayanne an idiot. Sharon says she feels stupid for crying like that. And he says, Well, that's okay. And she's like, Okay. And she starts to walk off, and she says, Well, I'll see you on the bus later. And he follows her out into the hall and she says, I'm staying at Angela's, which Rayanne is astonished to overhear. She's like, like, what?
1: Uh-huh.
0: She walks over and tells Sharon tough break about your dad. And then accuses herself. So she accuses Sharon of throwing herself at Brian Krakow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Meanwhile, Ricky has caught up with Brian. Who's overanalyzing what Sharon meant by I see you on the bus. Uh-huh. I mean, cause we'll both be on the bus. So she'll probably see me there. I'm like, exactly that's what she meant like (laughs) i think you're really thinking about this too hard
1: yeah (laughs) he's just oh god he's so pathetic
0: he really is rayanne is clearly jealous that sharon is staying at angela's like it's it's very apparent like she even asks if graham so is her dad and like cook you like this incredibly good food Mm -hmm. and then ricky's with brian saying that maybe kyle wishes sharon's jock face and and now you're like her sensitive guy phase. And Brian's like, you mean like I'm someone's phase? And Ricky says, I wish I was. <laughs> no. like, yeah, I know. Ricky always has that moment. where He says, I wish I was. I wish I it was know. me.
1: He's just like living vicariously through everyone around him. So exactly. Sad.
0: I know the feeling. I pr- promise you guys. It took a while mm. for me to start dating. It sucks. Sharon starts to walk away and Ryan calls out, if you guys are friends again, you don't have to hide it. I can take it. Mm
1: hmm.
0: But she clearly can't.
1: hmm.
0: At the hospital, Camille tells Patty that a nurse blamed her for Andy's heart attack. She says, the nurse said Camille brought it on by her sexual demands. <laughs> I'm like, how does she like who says this to somebody? You brought it on from your sexual demands. Like,
1: mm-hmm. who
0: told you this? Like, right. <laughs> how did that conversation start? <laughs> were they in the middle of sex? I wonder. Maybe. We never oh. found out when or how it happened. As you say, he had it. Like, maybe True. that's what was going on. Well, yeah. we like were going to. Ooh. That's a story we didn't explore.
1: Fan huh. fiction.
0: <laughs> Fan fiction. I don't want smut. I don't want to hear about the smut about the Cherskys, but I would like to hear some what happened there
1: yeah i love this moment though this is what i was talking about where like they're in the hospital her husband's like they don't know what's going to happen and they're sitting there like cracking jokes and and laughing which you know i don't know if you've ever been in a very tragic situation like this is how my family deals with it is oh by yeah cracking jokes and, and laughing so being
0: inappropriate yeah
1: yeah 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 so i kind of like totally moment it.
0: So, yeah, yeah, that's when Graham walks up and he's like, oh, my God, is there good news? Because they're laughing like, no, why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Well, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so he's only there because he's on his way to Allegheny Systems. And of course, he forgot the estimates. I'm like, damn it, Graham. Quit forgetting the fucking estimates. Because then we have to keep fucking hearing about it. (laughs) I don't want to hear about the damn (laughs) estimates anymore. He gives Camille a lemon hazelnut tort that he made last night while waiting up for Patty. He goes off to make a phone call that he's running late to the meeting and Camille tells Patty how lucky she is to have him. Patty starts talking about how Graham is sabotaging himself and these accounts for some reason. But Camille is now starting to have a panic attack. She's realizing she might be without her husband soon and she is freaking out. She says she's not like Patty. She she can't live without her husband. Patty's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, she was, I mean, I just, I had to have him. I had to have him. And then she goes right back to eating the tort as Patty looks over at Graham on the phone. Like, that was a really quick freak. I'm I'm thinking it's hitting you right there. She says it didn't hit her. I'm like, that was hitting you right there. You were having a freak out. At the house, it's after school, and Angela walks in to find Brian Krakow in her bedroom with Sharon, talking and laughing. Sharon says, "Well, you know, we can go downstairs, but Angela's like, "No, no, no, this is fine. As she just stands there and stares at them yeah. in the doorway <laughs> really awkwardly it's like then leave or get what you need angela and get out if, if yeah. it's fine, you know
1: i wouldn't want brian krakow in my room though
0: I would he's either. weird <laughs> yeah he tries to fill the silence by talking to them about how her room is a lot different than he saw it last when they were younger and then he slowly turns to see he's standing next to her bra hanging over the vanity mirror <laughs> <laughs> it's just really awkward but funny moment Mm-hmm. Angela just leaves closing the door behind her and Sharon and Brian almost instantly go back to laughing and talking you know what's about her you know it like there's no way you close that door that quickly and they start going (laughs) like you're totally laughing about you you know it I'm I'm totally yeah I hate that shit (laughs) if you're gonna do it be quiet about it my god so back at the hospital Patty is restless she puts down the remaining parts of the tort that she you know I'm like Okay, that thing wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. That tort.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If I had sur- that thing, would not have survived the full five minutes with me. It would have been gone. She's still. They're still not. They, they keep picking at it. It drives me nuts. I'm like just eat the damn thing. Eat it. Um, eat it. Made to be eaten. So she turns to see Camille on the monitors as she sits next to her husband. She gets up and she walks over to Graham, who's still on the phone. He's on hold. So she grabs the receiver and hangs up the phone and just starts to like sensually nuzzle him like right there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And then she pulls him to a dark hospital room and starts to kiss him like crazy. They get into this like big kind of heated moment like, oh, what the hell? But he suddenly can't do it. He backs away and reminds her that he needs to call the client back. Yeah. And then she's left feeling rejected watching him walk away. This is a weird moment. It's very weird. And I wonder why when we feel bad about one thing, we instantly have this, like, focus to make a bigger feeling out of something else. Does that make sense? Like, can't we just face something without distraction? I know it's hard, but there has to be a way to do it. Like,
1: Yeah. And I almost wonder if it was because of the comment Camille made about, like, I'm not like you. Like, I need my husband. Like, was this Patty trying to convince herself that she needs – Graham or and I like I don't know it was just it was all just very forced and weird.
0: Yeah, I was like, what's your what's your goal here, Patty? What's going on? I don't understand that. But yeah, I agree with you. It's it is very strange. Anyway, the next morning, Patty wakes up alone in bed, and Graham sitting on the side of the bed, staring out the window. Angela wakes up on the floor of her room in the sleeping bag, and Sharon is sitting in her like window seat, looking outside. Sharon says to Angela, how long have you been up? Patty says to Graham, how long have you been up? Oh, wait. No, no, no. no. There's only one. I messed that up.
1: <laughs> what? Well, it's kind of like it's they're just, both like having, the same, they're having the same conversation, yeah. basically.
0: So Patty says to Graham, how long have you been up? Sharon says, a while. Angela says, you can have the first shower if you want. And Graham says, that's okay. You go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> It's a short exchange, but it kind of puts emphasis on this disconnect that they're all kind of feeling from each other because of this tragic thing that happened, you know? Yeah. Later downstairs, Danielle is looking for breakfast in the fridge, but says, there's like nothing edible here. Patty's like, come on, there is. We just bought a whole bunch of groceries, you know? And she opens it up and looks and she's like, there's like nothing edible here. (laughs) (laughs) Graham is in a daze, staring at the coffee maker. Sharon confirms Angela went to school early, and Patty says Sharon's mom said it was her choice whether she wanted to go to the school or the hospital. And Sharon's like, "I, I guess school. I'm sorry, no. I'm, I mean, I would want to stay home and wait for updates. I wouldn't want to go to the hospital because it would drive me crazy just being so slow and blah. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't find hospitals comforting at all. No, I, I just don't like the mono, monochromatic, you know." Uh, the way everything looks, the, I don't everything. I just don't, it doesn't make me feel good at all. Um, food sucks, everything. And I wouldn't be able to concentrate at school. So I just want to be at home by myself, waiting for updates. I wouldn't want to be at school or anything. Same. Patty then asks Graham again about the damn Rosenfeld meeting and making sure that you have those estimates.
1: Oh, God.
0: And he's barely talking, have- but confirms he has everything before he walks off.
1: We should have made a drinking game out of this. Anytime it was and the estimates were mentioned.
0: All right, take a shot. We would have been drunk by now. We, yeah, we would have been dead. <laughs> at school, Rayanne finds Sharon crying in the bathroom stall. She says she's fine as she steps up in the mirror. And she's like, stop looking at me. And Rayanne goes, stop looking at me.
1: <laughs> there's like zero compassion in Rayanne. You know, there's just none. <laughs>
0: But she's like staring. at Her like, what the hell? Like, it's an eight. A- like Sharon's an alien. She get this like, uh? like look on her yes. face. She <laughs> just stop looking at me. She just stop looking at me. Like you're looking. What? <laughs> they hadn't had to have this like bonding moment, and Rayanne convinces Sharon to leave school because she's in the middle of a traumatic experience. You know, family tragedy. Rayanne says she should, you know, use people's sympathy for her situation, you know, and use it to her advantage. Angela walks into the bathroom and Ryan says, Hey, Angelica. And tells her the plan to go to the hospital. But Angela's like, oh, no, actually, I've been cutting bio a lot and I need to go. And But you guys see, see you later. And then yeah. runs out of the bathroom. Very on, obvious God. that she's avoiding Sharon. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that feeling. You're trying to avoid somebody.
1: That's <laughs> like living in your
0: house. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Next, we see Jordan, walking to his usual hangout, or the smoke spot, whatever, under the bleachers. He pulls out a cigarette from behind his ear and lights it. Next thing you know, there's Angela right behind him. She's been crying, and his observation is beautiful. So, you crying or something?
1: (laughs) Oh, Jordan. No.
0: (laughs) Such a poet. Such a poet. She explains that she's upset over her friend's dad in the hospital. But it's obvious she's really upset about more than Sharon. And now she's pulling a patty looking for some instant satisfaction from Jordan. yep, she she walks up close to him, giving her best Claire Dane's cry with that that chin quiver. Mm-hmm. He turns and hugs her briefly before fucking Shane shows up. Oh <laughs> my like, God. and Jordan just pulls away. I'm like, you damn loser. Let your boy see that you're busy, right. You know, like, I've got something going on here. Leave.
1: And what is, is, Shane just always just following Jordan around? Like, he's just always there. He's well, like, he knows the crack all the spots.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. He's his second in command or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That night at home, Angela seems to be sneaking in to avoid Sharon. Danielle says that dad's upstairs and doesn't want to be disturbed and said that they should send out for pizza. But of course, he didn't leave her any money. He's trying to starve them. <laughs> <laughs> And y'all love him. Love her. Angela tries to explain how Graham is upset about Mr. Chersky. She tries to get Danielle to put her money out and Graham will pay her back. But Danielle's like, no, that's my money. You put your money in. She's like, I don't have any money. So then Sharon walks in wondering about dinner. And Angela says, well, we're going to send out for pizza. She then asks how Sharon's dad is doing. But Danielle's like, do you have any money? (laughs) And Sharon's like, no, I don't ignoring Angela altogether. But she's like, I'm seriously hungry. The doorbell rings. Of course, it's Brian Krakow. Yippee! Um, Angela answers, and he asks for Sharon. Danielle pops up and suggests, hey, maybe Brian will pay for the pizza. <laughs> he just wants to, you know, please Sharon. So he's like, yeah, sure, I got some money, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just then, Patty comes up from behind him, which Angela's like, ha, ha, ha. you know, <laughs> you can't use yeah. Brian for the pizza. And... She's like, oh, yeah, I'm famished. I haven't eaten lunch all day. I haven't eaten, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: people eat lunch. Don't skip your lunch. Eat your lunch. Just saying. Kids, eat breakfast, too. It's good for you.
1: <laughs> Uncle D. <laughs>
0: Uncle D's <laughs> notes. Pull. You know, so she ends up going over and pulling out some money for them to order the pizza. And that's when she hears that Graham is lying upstairs and doesn't, doesn't want to be disturbed. So, of course, she goes up to disturb him. She starts asking a lot of questions. It's like, is this about Andy? Are you feeling well? How did the meeting go with Rosenfeld? And he jumps up and says calmly, calmly he doesn't want to talk about it right now. He just wants to lay there and lay down. And she's like, she just can't let it go. Like, Patty, shut up. It's obvious he doesn't want to talk. Leave him alone.
1: No one gives a fuck about the Rosenfeld account and the fucking estimates right now
0: but apparently she does because she can't stop bringing up the damn account and he's starting to get really upset. He starts to put his shoes on because he needs some space. So he heads out in a huff and as he walks out, he closes the door behind him and Danielle runs up and watches him leave and as soon as the door closes, she immediately turns around and looks up at Patty who's at the top of the stairs and gives her this like suspicious, mean look on her face. Yeah. Like, you, bitch, you made my daddy leave kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Before she runs off. It's like, oh well, and then... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Over <laughs> and it. that's all. That's done. All right.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Brian hangs up after ordering the pizza. It'll be 20 minutes. And the phone rings and he answers. It's for Sharon. Of course, it's Kyle. Thank God it's him.
1: Oh, Kyle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Brian is instantly disappointed and says he's not really hungry for pizza anymore. And he heads for the front door. But he just stands there awkwardly. Like, there's a lot of awkwardness in this episode. but. He just stands there at the front door. He says he's leaving, but he just stands there. Yeah. Like, know. is he
1: also Open. into Sharon, or is he just, like, soaking up the attention that she's giving I think it's him? both of them.
0: Like, he grew up with both of them around. Yeah. It's just both of them. He's just, he's attached to them. I don't know why, but. Yeah, so, I don't understand. I guess he's waiting for someone to come and get him. To stop him, but yeah, he's like, is anyone
1: gonna anyone gonna stop I'm me? I'm just
0: here by the door. Gonna go out any second now. Here I go. Oh, maybe I'm not. I don't know. So Sharon makes quick plans with Kyle before hanging up. She turns toward Angela, who instantly scolds her on how she's treating Brian. Sharon snaps back about Angela's hypocrisy about using him when it's obvious that Brian Krakow was in love with her, and Angela's not hearing this. He is not in love with me. She tells Sharon, you know what, just don't even speak to me. And Sharon's like, well, I can't understand why you can't even be nice to me at a time like this. Angela says, why do you need me to be nice to you? Because everyone else in the world is.
1: Uh, Another another bitchy move by Angela.
0: My God. Like, yeah, because her dad's in the hospital. Damn. So Sharon storms out of the house to the front porch, past Brian. Angela runs upstairs and Patty, hearing the door slam, thinks Graham may have come back home. Brian tells her, hey, the pizza will be ready in 20 minutes. But now Patty says she's not hungry anymore.
1: Who's going to eat this goddamn pizza?
0: (laughs) And nobody eats in this house. Like, it's been two nights. Nobody's eating. Mm -hmm. It's now 1237 a.m. and the phone rings. Patty grabs it in a hurry. It's Camille. She's calling to thank her for sending Graham to chill with her. She also wants to be sure Patty is cool with Sharon going home to sleep in her own bed. And Patty is totally clueless on that detail, not doing a good job as a temporary guardian, Pats. Sorry, you're not doing it. watch out. Still, there's no update on Andy. Camille tells Patty that she's the greatest friend and hangs up. Camille brings coffee to Graham, who praises her on how she's been in this whole situation. She keeps repeating, I just think don't think it's hit me yet. He then asks why she thinks Andy had a heart attack at age 40, but she doesn't know because he's so healthy. But he does work too hard. Apparently, the lumber business is competitive and unpredictable. Who knew? Oh. Didn't know this. She tells him that Andy works so hard and stresses so much because he loves his work. It's his life. This makes Graham envy Andy in that regard. Just then a doctor comes out to talk to Camille. He tells Camille that the angioplasty was a complete success and that Andy is going to be fine. And she instantly starts crying and hugs Graham, who thanks the doctor. And she says, I think it finally hit me. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Early I morning. I
1: remember, like, watching this episode. I couldn't for the life of me remember. I was like, does he make it through or does he die? Like, I couldn't remember. So I was like, oh, okay, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he makes it. It's good. We don't ever see him other than in the bed, but that's mm-hmm. it. So Graham comes home early the next morning and they do a really good job of lighting the house. So it looks like early morning. Like it looks like a, you know what I mean? It doesn't look like a set. Yeah. It looks like this is what houses look like, that bluish hue, you know? Mm-hmm. I've always liked that about the show. It's like, this really does look like early morning. They did a really yeah. good job of that. So congrats to the lighting people of My So-Called Life. You're awesome. (laughs) Anyway, so he sees Patty coming out of the bathroom and tells her that Andy will be okay. He also tells her that he landed the Rosenfeld account. He also admits that he didn't want to land it because if he did, it'd be like admitting to himself that this is his life. This is what he does. He works at the printing company for his wife and this is not where he wants to be basically. But if he does land the job, it's like, this is it. This is where I stop. And Patty starts to realize that he feels stuck. She tells him that she's proud of him and that she's she's glad that he landed the account, but now he's fired. She doesn't want to lose him to this job that he hates. What did you say? Mm
1: -hmm. I thought it was really sweet, you know? Yeah. It was like a sweet move of her. Like, it it seems weird, but because she's so controlling, like, I could see Patty being like, keeping him there, even though knowing that he's miserable. So I liked this moment for patty
0: yeah she just wants him to figure out what he wants to do she wants him to be Mm -hmm. happy you know yeah so she really is a great spouse she really is she might just be a little bit annoying about some things but i mean who isn't i guess
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) not me never (laughs) no just kidding
0: (laughs) (laughs) so he doesn't know what he's going to do but she knows that he'll figure it out he seems disappointed and relieved at the same time. He goes to hug her like he's disappointed about not having a job, but he's also kind of relieved. Like I can start over kind of thing. Later at school, Angela is sitting on the railing to the outside steps of the school. Rayanne and Ricky sit down on both sides of her and they had this great faux conversation. Ryan's like, you know that girl, Angela chase. And he says that redheaded girl. She says, yeah, some redhead it's out of a bottle. Anyway, is she avoiding us? I think she is. I think we make her physically ill or something. And Rayanne says, I think so, because she looks right at Angela. Oh, Angela, hi. <laughs> it's so dumb, but funny. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Amazingly, Rayanne has heard about Sharon's dad's recovery before Angela, which made me go, All right, you were in the same house as Patty and Graham. Why didn't they tell you?
1: Right. Well, maybe st- They're
0: always up together.
1: Yeah. She might have snuck out early again. Well, no, but Sharon wasn't there, so she didn't have to avoid her. So, yeah, that is weird. There's no communication in this house.
0: I don't understand. Angela is more concerned that Rayanne is friends with Sharon now. And Sharon's like, So what? You are? Yeah. I'm like, exactly. So who cares?
1: So what? Yeah. So what?
0: Ricky steps up and gives them an over dramatically, like, I don't know, talking to basically just over. Mm-hmm. She's like, Look, we all know what's going around here, okay? Which is that you are jealous. And Ryan says, What? And Ricky continues to Angela, And you, you were totally flipped because Ryan actually did something nice for once in her life. Ryan says, Hey. And she says, what? Which she did by taking Sharon to go visit her dad. And now both of you just want to be sure that you're both still friends, which you are. So shut up. <laughs> Good they job, both laughed at him. Yeah, he's great. And they chase him like, let's get him. Ah, And it's this playful thing. It's like, oh, friends, friends mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> da, 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 da. And It's obviously, you know, not the same show, but still it works.
1: Was that Saved by the Bell? Yep. What was that? Yeah.
0: Okay. That was Zach Attack.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about friends.
0: Because <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like him at all.
1: No. <laughs>
0: it's really weird, but whatever. Later at Sharon's, Angela comes by to drop off Sharon's things that she left at the Chase house. She knocks for a while, but before Sharon realizes she's there because she's listening to her Walkman. Angela asks, what group are you listening to? And Sharon's like, probably one that you hate. So Angela's like, okay, well, I'll go, but um, I'm glad your dad's okay. And then as she leaves, Sharon pops up, my father almost died to get her to stop and Angela comes back in and she says, and you were the only person who didn't seem to care. Angela acted like she barely knew her basically. And Angela says, yeah, "Yeah, I know I acted that way, but you know, I knew I was the last person that you wanted to deal with. And that's when Sharon starts to break down more. You're like, you were the only person I wanted to deal with. And now they're both crying. And then Angela rushes over to give her longtime friend a hug. Sharon tells her that she knows they have different friends now, but sometimes she just misses Angela a lot. And Angela says she does too. And Sharon says it really hurts. And that's when Angela puts her hand out and tells her, squeeze my hand as hard as it hurts.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm now dissolved into a puddle of tears watching this because I miss great friendship moments like this, you know, and you're like, oh. And then Sharon squeezes her hand and they both hug for a lot longer. And later we see Angela walking home at night. So she stayed at the Chersky's for a while, which is good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She comes across Brian re- repairing the chain on his bike. She tells him that Sharon's dad's okay now and he's glad, but he also says, you know, I'm not really friends with Sharon anyway, but she corrects him and says, like, well, you were hanging out a lot before. And he's like, yeah, but she just needed someone and I happened to be there. It could have been anyone. Mm hmm. Angela says, "Well, that's not true. I, she thinks Sharon needed Brian to lean on because of the certain ways that he is." And I'm like, "That's one of the nicest things she has ever said to him at this point in the show." Right? Like, yeah. Aw.
1: And you know, Brian's just like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, oh <laughs>
0: what? you like me? Do you like me? Is that? Are we going out now?
1: <laughs> are we boyfriend girlfriend?
0: <gasps> um, 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 can we kiss with tongues?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course, Brian says, you know, too much when he asks if Angela gave this thought. <laughs> He's like, did you give this thought or something? She laughs at him and she's like, go and your tire, Brian.
1: <laughs> Was that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. Go and flight your she tire. She starts going
0: inside and she's like, there's so many different ways to be connected to people. It crossfades into the school hallway where Angela's walking down the hall with Ryan and Ricky. And she sees people that she's talking about as she narrates. Like she meets Jordan in the eyes and he's leaning, of course. Always. There are people you feel this unspoken connection to even though there's not even a word for it. At home, Graham sees Patty off to work giving her a lunch and kiss, you know, as she leaves. There's the people who've known you forever who you know in this way that other people can't because you've seen them change. And then back at school, she passes Sharon and they lock eyes and smile. And she says, they've let you change. She turns back to Sharon as she rounds the corner with Ricky and Rayanne, and we fade out. So it's nice. You're like, "Yay, they're friends again." It's not the Mm -hmm. same, but it's still they're friends. It's probably better, actually. Yeah. You know, they accept each other for being different, and but they're still best friends. You know, or somewhat. They're not really best friends anymore, but they'll get there. Yeah. So class, what did we learn today?
1: We learned that. Friendships may come and go, but even even when they go, they can come back around, and you should be there for your friends even when it's hard.
0: That is true. True friendship <laughs> bonds are hard to break,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they are also hard to repair. So you better mean it and do the work. That's right. Don't don't take people for granted. Okay. All right, kids. You, you <laughs> listen here, to your kids. Uncle D. <laughs> And your Aunt Kay. Okay? Aunt
1: Kay says, be nice to your friends. You'll never know when you need them.
0: Yes. And <laughs> serenade them with the Friends Forever song. That might help.
1: That's them. right.
0: <laughs> so if you want to contact uh, Kay, try her on all socials at FMWLpod. And listen to Fuck My Work Life, one of the best podcasts out there with her mm. and her husband, Jay. <laughs> it's, it's a all great right. show. It's great. It's fun. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. Be sure to tell those close to you that you love them. And Friends Forever! Woohoo!
1: Friends Forever! (laughs) That's all I know. Bye, (laughs) kids. Bye.